from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Sires. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is all my fantasy children. A tabletop inspired world building, storytelling, and character creation podcast. Where, each where week- every week <laughs> we tell the story about this boy. Who <laughs> <laughs> was a boy. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> no, but hey, everybody, it's us. Just kidding. This is a we- podcast about the uh, the Canadian supergroup, the Crash Test Dummies. Well, the fact that you knew what they were called is why it's the only person I could make this show with. Um, so we're tabletop inspired RPG, uh, tabletop RPG inspired storytelling, world building, character creation podcast. Where each week we take a listener prompt, spin it into the greatest character of all time, and create the greatest story of all time, making the best world of all time. But Jeff and I had technical difficulty before we started. <laughs> Where Aaron sounded like this in playback. <laughs> and it happened once before where Aaron, my, my voice suddenly dropped like four pitches and Aaron described it as I sounded like Santa Claus. It was incredible. And then I played it back. I was like, this is chilling. This is chilling. It's so perfectly just like down a few pitches. Yeah, it just was like, we. it was beautiful. It was a wonderful... I wish that we uh, captured that audio, especially because it came God. moments after I told Aaron about the concept of the Santa Claus, except uh, your wizard. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. I don't like it. I hate this because, like, like hey, here's always my thing about this podcast. Hey, everyone. <laughs> this podcast can be real stupid, but, like, we know when to hit the brakes when it's bad. <laughs> yeah. If we were like, yeah, wizard isn't a person. He is like a magical presence that always has to exist. And if you pass the wizard costume to someone, they become the next wizard. Like, if wizard dies, that's someone no, that's whoever bad. kills him becomes the next wizard. Like, it's so bad. That's bad. Aaron, speaking of things that aren't bad, what's getting you jazzed up this week? Let's segue uh, away from God. things that are bad well <laughs> what's getting me excited well. this week <laughs> there was a game so i have been so speaking i have two things uh, one of them is short and great and the other one is a lead into the prompt so i've been playing diablo 3 again okay <laughs> it, Love it is still so fun because they have seasonal content so every every new season there's like new challenges to do and they kind of add new gear add like different uh they nerf some things buff some things and you make a seasonal character and so me and some friends are on diablo 3 again on xbox one yeah that's right i said it i'm not a real gamer or am i a real gamer but anyway um i'm playing a crusader which is like a paladin like tanky beef which i never have played before like tank i usually like support or mage and so I am loving being a tank. It's really getting me excited. The fact that I'm like, I've been missing out on being an invulnerable wall that keeps my friends safe. Yeah, I like that's it. great. I love it. Yeah. So I've never played Diablo 3. That's my shocking confession today. That's not shocking at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't play video games. No. I played a lot of Diablo 2. I love Diablo counts. 2, but I just never like made the jump to 3. I've always wondered if I should. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've heard I've heard good things, but from you, from you, just true. now. <laughs> That's true. What was uh, what were your class in Diablo two? 
Oh, God. I was... Diablo 2, I was a necromancer. I was oh, always a necromancer. Same. I love just making a bunch of skeletons and just... Yes! Being like, go, 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 go deal with this. Yeah, and you just stand in the back, like, throwing teeth or, like, bone spears and stuff while, like, everybody does... That's always my affinity. That's kind of where my big affinity for, like, you know, minions and pets and pet mm-hmm. classes started. Because when you fill up your screen with dead summoned enemies and it crashes your computer, that's a really <laughs> satisfying feeling. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's the real game. That's really, the real you're game. fighting against the the Diablo that is your PC, is your family your, PC. <laughs> yeah, you're racing. It's it's sort of a racing game where you try to just <laughs> you try to outrun what your computer is capable of, and it's and it's 2002, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, when your family and is like constantly coming in the room, you're like, are you still playing? Oh, I really wanted to check my I'm email. I'm making more skeletons. God damn it. We're doing ball runs. It looks like you're still just hanging out in town. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> um, Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? Um, Gosh, what is getting me excited this week? I've been... It's been a lot of DBZ. It's honestly... You know what's been getting me excited this week? We were just what? talking about this before we came on, Mike. I don't know why my head has been just in a very Simpsons mindset. Fuck and, like, yeah. I haven't watched it recently, but just, like, it's just where my head has been at recently. I saw Steve Hams was trending, like, earlier <laughs> in the week. Jesus Christ. And I'm just, like, 20-year-old's catch, leave it alone. I just, I, I, and here, Aaron, you know what the, the truth of the matter is? I hope that we never leave it alone, only because I get to keep, re, like, re-remembering how funny that sketch is. Yes. Just, <laughs> yes. Can I see it? I owe so much to steamed hams. When I first started working in a restaurant in New York and my chef was like literally like verbally abusive to me, it was horrible. The one thing that we've one day bonded over, because he's only like a couple years older than me, was he was like, Aaron, run this table, the food to table 32, you piece of shit. And I went, yes. And he was like, holy shit, you're quoting fucking Skinner. And I was like, yeah. Steamed hams. Yes, we connected over the hams. But anyway, please uh, continue. So, no, actually, I've got one other thing that has been bringing me joy, Aaron, and that is we started a new TV series. Uh, you know us. We love getting on the, the hottest the hottest TV shows. So we started the 1998 TV masterpiece Beyond Belief Factor Fiction starring Star Trek's Jonathan Frakes. I, so I've never... <laughs> I've never seen that show. I've just seen it in meme form where it's like the greatest joke in the world is like when you have a stream and you're trying to keep the chat going, it's like, you ever have a favorite food that you can never get a hold of? You ever wonder what goes, what the water goes down the drain where it goes? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's actually why we started watching it because we saw a bunch of those memes and Jen and I both realized that like, we had watched a ton of that show when we were, like, kids, when it was first on. I definitely did as a child, but I don't remember anything about I it. I watched, yeah, I probably watched the whole series. Yeah. Because it, and, like, I remember it was, like, a family affair for me. Like, our family would gather around, watch it, and at every commercial break we'd go, that happened. No, that's real. That one's definitely, yeah. No, that guy was secretly the devil. That prop, I'm pretty sure that happened. I'm pretty confident that that's a factual story. That and Unsolved Mysteries are uh, my, like reason for being who i am yeah like i i so we've been watching it and it's great because it's a lot of it's just terrible like the the acting is not good the, no the you're set joking. design is no. bad no i know, I know. <laughs> but like and jonathan frakes is the host is just so fun because like he'll random like the ending my favorite part of any episode is the ending when they reveal to you the five so the format of the show five stories some of them are true stories that have happened, and some of them are fiction. Some of them are made up, and you have to decide which they are. All and of like, them. 
All of them happened. They're all true. They're all true. <laughs> so, like, the stories will be like, yeah, I picked up this hitchhiker and gave me some advice. Like, my wife and I were driving. Our car broke down. A hitchhiker showed up. He gave us, you know, a lift. He replaced our tire. He gave us some advice that fixed our marriage. But then we turned around and he was gone. But the seatbelt that we told him to buckle was buckled. And he was not there. So who buckled that seatbelt? Oh, I am shaking. Aaron, is that story true or false? That shit's 100% true. That's 100% that is true. Fucking 100% true, bro. (laughs) And so what will happen at the end of every episode is Jonathan Frakes will, like, break it down. And he'll always, what he'll always do is just be like, did you think this story was too ridiculous to be true? If you thought that, we gotcha. A real story like this happened. And, like, there's no context. No. There's no explanation. No. It's just, this one happened. And it's the funniest thing in the world, because it'll be like, this person talked to a ghost. That one happened. <laughs> and, like, or he'll be like, this one happened in the Chicago area in the late 70s. And you're like, what? What You can't. And it's just like, he'll throw these out with no context. And it's always funny to me. Amazing. Um, and I said I had a second yes, thing that was getting me excited this week. Second one is I am writing a Google Doc in right now um, of everything of the fantasy history and kind of how the world works. Like I wrote out how magic worked. I like I wrote our entire creation myth with links to the episodes in it. I'm writing out the history of all the cultures. And then I realized, which is great. I'm loving it. I'm going to put it on like itch yeah, or something. That's awesome. But whatever. I realized that when I, we, I wrote Pyrethra Guild, I wrote Dragon, I mean Iron Hill. And then I got to Dragon and was like, we have nothing in terms of the history of Dragon. We got nothing. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, there's big swaths of it that are missing. So I wanted to check in with you with a prompt that I saw on the Discord, and I thought it was a fun jumping off place for a myriad of conversations about when, like, Dragons first came to be, you know, and, like, Arthur was with the, you know, Arthur was in Iron Hill, you know, Lumina Dawnspear was with the Dragons, what was dragon like? We never really talked about that before. It was in the sky. And like, what was that culture like? And what was, you know, what was going on back then? I'm down with that. So prompt comes to us from uh, our Discord. Prompt is, comes from Sparklefish. Prompt, a necklace that allows, in quotation marks, you to go back and forth between the shadow plane. But dot, dot, dot. I'm down with that. I'm thinking of uh, the prison pendant. We said that Arthur and Lumina started the world, started in the world with their of relics. So yep. Lumina, like, woke up. Because I always imagine, like, in fantasy in our little world, when all the cultures got, like, made, they kind of just, like, appeared, like, woke up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, with that. Sure. Um, and so this person woke up, obviously, with, like, a magic prism necklace on. And my first question is, is she a plane walker? Yes. Fuck yes. Because um, we never really talked about what it does. I always imagine that it, like can amplify magic like it can do yeah, lots of different like i like it being predict unpredictable and like you know it amplifies people's magic like she's a cleric type thing where our fantasy cleric where if you come in contact with her like you're more powerful but it's like you become superman right sure how it works it allows you to go back and forth between different planes basically yeah and she, we saw, talked about how Lumina Dawnspear, the leader of Dragon, can see the world like the Matrix. She sees the leyline magic. And it makes sense because it would be able to be like parting a curtain through that and going into like another dimension, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's going, it's sort of the, there's the idea in, in, in tabletop role-playing games of like the ethereal plane. Yes. There's like a few different planes that are all kind of the same thing. And they do a very bad job of explaining the difference between any of them. We do a uh, great job because we have the cosmic plane, the material plane, the shadow realm, and the dog dimension. 
Oh, the dog dimension. I forgot about the dog Fucking dimension. dog dimension. That the dogs blinked into. But we can talk about kind of what that space and, is. And so, I like, the idea of, like, what I'm, what I'm picturing. Here's what I'm picturing, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. And, like, something just popped into my head. A visual as you were laying out those things. I want you to picture uh, transparencies. Okay. I want you to picture, like, a, a projector with transparencies on them. Yeah, something like it's really hot Photo- in the classroom. Photo sh- yeah, right. Yeah, it's hot. It's uncomfortable. It's 1996. You're in school. Uh, computers aren't necessarily a thing yet. The kids are all alienated right now as I'm describing these things. Yep. Um, pho- <laughs> alternately, Photoshop layers. Mm. Photoshop layers are transparencies. Or another way of visual. These are all kind of just visualizations as I try to like explain the thing in my head metroid views i don't know what that means remember metroid prime i never played there's a mechanic in that where you could switch between different views and like you would see invisible things if you looked at the world in a different way night vision it's different yeah i get that yeah absolutely i'm picturing that as like the way that the various planes that are connected to the material plane work Oh, baby. As like a, they're all different like energies and presences and things that like if you flip, if you look at the world in it, because we said Lumina Dawnspear sees the the veins of magic. Yes. So if she is plain, if she's plane skipping to like the cosmic plane. Oh, she sees like order stuff and crazy demon shit. She just sees like, or even, or just like to like a magical plane or like, you know, and like, you know what I mean? Like a plane of magic. We'll call it the the magic plane because I think this idea bears that out of like, there's a plane that is parallel to ours. It's just all the magical energy, right? Where like, if you were to step into this place, you'd be in the same physical location, but you'd see the world as the matrix. Or if you stepped into the cosmic plane it is the same physical space but you see you know demon presences and the echoes of order and all of these things so like the world is the like you know what i mean so it's like it's it's picked that's why i'm going back to the idea of like transparencies set on top of each other color forms or animation cells laid on top of each other to create a cartoon like it is this it is laying out this visual of like all of these planes and existences in the same physical space that have these different properties to represent these physical supernatural elements that make up the world of fantasy i love this and this person has the ability to basically come back and forth between all of them yeah take a trip you know it's taking taking a tour of basically the different planes can you bring you can bring stuff back you can put stuff in you are, you know, there's you, stuff that is specific to each plane because we said like demons and law entities are like uh, specific uh, to the pl- to the cosmic plane. So like there is stuff that that resides in each plane that is imperceptible and like you know imperceptible to the other planes. I dig it. This gives me an image of kind of who Lumina Dawnspear is, and uh, part of that is. When you meet Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings, where, like, this motherfucker knows a lot of stuff that you will never comprehend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're, like, what is he like? He's, like, a different kind of being. But yeah. even if you take that out, just the fact that he's seen everything, he knows so much more than Frodo and Bilbo, who just think, like, the world is this. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. There are spirits beyond your comprehension. That's kind of how I see Lumina. Just this quiet... 
you know, like, you know, unshakable because they've seen that, like, you know, your problem, yes, it's important, but, like, you know, it's it's kind of the Captain Marvel feeling of, like, there's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of different places. Yeah. And I like that. There's a level of coolness and collectedness to them because, you know, they've seen all things. It's kind of like not an omnipresent or anything, but like when you see things in different, she gets a different perspective on a lot of different things. Maybe. Yeah. I, and I, I, yeah, I just, I like, I, it's, it's a different, it's a different mode of understanding when you, when you realize like our world is one of many, all of which are happening in the same time in the same place with different like conditions and different like reality, like it's different you know, laws of reality exist in each place. Like, when you realize the sheer enormity of the the reality that you inhabit, like, that is a very mind-altering thing. That is a very, like, perception-altering experience. Like, I see someone, like, walking, waking up, getting out of bed, like, walking to her living room, and as she does, she, like, passes into the nightmare space and is like, oh, that's a shame. But Pat, like, you know, sees this horrible, like, industrial complex of doom, like, you know, rising, you know, this Mm -hmm. popping up, and then she passes back into the kitchen, and she's like, "Ah, I guess I'll have a glass of milk, you know, and while Mm -hmm. she's doing that, she reaches in the fridge, and that's, like, milk from a different plane, and pours that into her cereal, like, it's just this different form of existence, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. I'm down with that. I like a weird, kind of hard-to-describe character where, like... It's kind of a blessing and a curse because obviously the power that comes with that is like tremendous and the perspective and the knowledge. Like this is someone who knew well, about. I kind of like the idea. Yeah. Towing off of like enormous, tremendous power. I almost like the idea that like it, I want to say it almost doesn't come with that. Okay. Like that, that it's not like, you know, you don't have like, it's this Laser idea. Of, like, <laughs> yeah. It's this idea that you can perceive things. You can inhabit these spaces. But, like, you're not able to, like, command anything. You're not able to, like, you know, you're not able to, like, utilize that energy. It's just literally, like, I can see things that are not there that are there in another sense of reality. Like, like, if there is a magical presence, right? Like, I, this, this feels to me very, um, the two directions this feels to me are very detective or very navigatory. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who can see things that are not that 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 no one else can yeah of course someone that can like that that if there's a magical disturbance if there is some supernatural presence could flip into the nightmare space and go oh yeah there's a tentacle beast there like that's what's causing this weird that's what's causing this weird uh supernatural like tree that seems to grab things is it's there's this presence in another dimension or you know magical energy is surging in this space and that is why like Everyone that appears here seems to know the date and time of their own. Like, it's stuff like that. Like, the date and time of their own death. <clears throat> what that tells me is this is a person, Luna Dawn Spears, like, how it works with, I think, like, power is, in, in typical MFC fashion, all the relics kind of, like, represent good qualities and things that you should be doing. Like, you know, like, looking out for each other with your eyes and then, like, understanding with compassion with the quill. So I think this is kind of a connection and understanding like you you have a perspective that is invaluable with yeah. this thing where yeah. you see the world and the universe for what it really is and you you understand it and you see it and as a result your perspective is you know more you're more worldly you're more connected to people and i think that's where the cleric aspect comes in mm-hmm. because if you can see what literally makes up people uh, what makes up the fabric of the universe, what makes up a world, you understand them, you know them, and you can be like, 
Now let's make you stronger. Let's turn up this dial here. You know what I mean? It's like if we turn up this dial, you know, your heat blast will be able to melt, you know, a, a stone. But if you were to turn this up, you know, it just makes you feel better. I don't know. Like, I don't want to make her like some puppet master, but I think it's this level of perspective and this understanding it's, of the it's world. It's perspective. That, I think it's that it doesn't come, like I said, it doesn't come with like an innate ability to change things or no. like alter them. No. But it comes with this understanding of like, here's why this is happening. Yes. Here yes. is why here is why this is happening. So I want to immediately, Aaron, throw out some bullshit. I am all about it. And I want you to know it's bullshit. I want you to know that it, it, the, the show is bad. And I will preface this with, the good thing is we already wrote all the cleric stuff. That's already locked in. So if we say Lumina Dawnspear is like the most powerful cleric, it makes sense with this kind of power already. So already you can't lose. So here's what I'm proposing. Like, the, the culmination of this mighty artifact's power that we've laid out, Aaron, is to be able to be, essentially, Jonathan Frakes in Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. I hate you. <laughs> what does that even mean? So here's what this means. <laughs> there are things, we've established fantasy as a world where there are stuff that happens that is inexplainable. Yes, wild is ma- wild, magic is wild and unpredictable. You said it like a hundred episodes ago. Um. So what this means is that she is the person, Lumina Dawn Spear is the person with the prism pendant who can explain the unexplainable. Mm. Who, like, that is, and that is all, like, it does not give her the ability to, like, change things on a material level. She can't be like, oh, if you do this, you'll conjure this magical effect. It is just literally like, there is, I'm going to go back to an earlier example. There is a meadow where everybody that sets foot in this meadow learns the time and date of their own death. Yes. It is a haunted, horrible meadow. She is able to walk outside of this meadow, close her eyes, open them, find herself in the in the plane of magic, find herself in the ley line space, see that this is like a surging point of magic, and like see that this is a a, a place where like two ley lines have collided, and like magical energy is just blasting out. It is just like a lightning storm has localized in this space. And she cannot then go like, ah, ha, ha, I can conjure that. I, you know, she doesn't have the power to like conjure that lightning storm. She doesn't have the power to use it, but she could perhaps, you know, then like retro engineer a way to like draw that. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, gives no, her that absolutely. perspective and she can see it. And like she has a perspective of why this magical space has this magical effect. There is a tree that grabs people. There is a, there is a killer tree. She can close her eyes, step into the shadow plane and see that it is like a, a tentacled horror in the shadow plane that is like grabbing people and pulling them into the shadow space. She just sees that. She knows that that is why this strange and unpredictable thing is happening. And it is it represents just an under just the the power and beauty of perspective and understanding. Right. It is yeah. knowing the world and knowing that like things do that that there are things that happen for reasons and being able to go okay well this is why this happened so now we can we can address it because we understand it i like it it kind of gives me the feeling that like lumina is the historian lumina is almost like us being able mm-hmm. to look at something and being like this is why this happens because mm-hmm. it's like they they basically could write you know an explanation of all of fantasy it's kind of hard to describe because I'm thinking about them as kind of like it does kind of make them omniscient in a way where it's like, you know, everything. And, and I like that it's 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 omniscient, uh, omniscient in space, not in time. Yes. 
Like, that's very cool to me. And it's like, it's it's a different shade of omniscience than, say, uh, Big Jer- or Arthur or Big Jeremy with the glasses. It is, you don't see all things, you see all layers to a thing, right? Like, yeah. she can only be in one place at one time. It's like a scan. Like, you know, you yeah. can scan the up to the horizon and know what everything in there breaks down to, but not everything. And that scan goes deeper than you could go with, like, your eyes or right. those glasses. It's going deeper, and it's... No, and, and I like it's deep, that. It's deep, not wide. It and is. I, it is. Yes. Arthur sees. Arthur can see wide. Arthur can see on the other side of the world. Yes. Lumina can see deep. Lumina can look at look at one thing and see every layer of it. It is two different shades of the. It is. It is compassion and looking out for people versus understanding the way the world works i really dig it too and especially for me my brain immediately works like yeah but what's her power like and it makes sense that like if you live a life understanding things and understanding people you're going to be able to make them powerful like how our cleric works is like it's based on life experience and understanding and the more you have the more you can lift people up and give them power and take it in from them so this is someone who like even if like were to hang out with me i'd be like i really like looking at birds you know, Lumina would take that in, like, that passion and basically go Super Saiyan. Like, just this tiniest drop and, of excitement. And she might look at you and go, like, oh, yeah, that's because, like, on this other plane of existence, like, you are surrounded by, like, an, an other, like a, a winged serpent is surrounding you. And that is why, like, birds just happen to appear wherever you are. I am And it's obsessed. this idea of, it gives this idea of, like, so there's a cultural thing that ties into that for me. Gimme. Um, the idea of... She would be able to, as a leader, as a leader of people, I like it, it ties into this idea that we've always played off of Dragon being the super science city. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. If you are if if you as as a leader of people are someone that can look at something and see layers of it and see it from perspectives. Like I said, she can look at that that cursed meadow, see that energy, and she can't do she can't do anything to it. But she can find people that can. Mm. She can go out and she can find people that like, maybe not like wizards, maybe not like people who can magically conjure it, but she can find like an engineer who can build like a power station or like a lightning rod or like, um you know, like something to, to draw that energy into a single place. Like, she can find someone who can. And that's what true perspective is, is knowing that, like, you don't have to throw wizards at it, where it's like, if you were to look at a person and be like, that's the person who can solve it, right there, the mathematician, not the wizard. And it's, it's saying, sometimes it will be the wizards, but it's saying, it's being, and it's also the perspective of, God, here's what's really good about it, is it's, it's the opposite perspective of Arthur, of, yes, I can, it's, I, I, Arthur can see everything, she can only see what she sees, but, it comes with it comes it comes with the Arthur's comes with the downside of I can see everything and therefore I must know everything. Yes. Versus Luminous comes with I can on, I can only see what I can see, but I can understand it. And therefore, I know I can't handle like I can't yes. handle this because the first thing I thought of was Arthur in history is like something's wrong and I will solve it. I can be the only one who can do it. Where Lumina Dawnspear is like, I can't do anything alone. I can't undo this meadow. Like, I don't have I don't have magical powers. I can't undo this meadow. But I know what's happening here. And so if I go to a mechanical engineer or an electrical engineer or a scholar of ley line energy and I explain this to them, then they might know. It's the, I like it's the it. idea of like, I can't I can't impact change on this. But I can support someone who can. 
and like I can give them guidance and support and and hopefully they can find a solution, which is the truest cleric power, right? It Absolutely. is I can't I can't do this, but I can support someone who can and make them more powerful. Yes, like do you're stronger in numbers. Whereas Arthur is all about like, let me draw my sword, I'll go fuck shit up. It's like not a team player, where Lumina's like, no, we're stronger as a group. And I think so we we talk about Dragonian culture and like things that adopt from that. You know, like, that would mean that, like, this competitive nature, what, comes from people, what, and constantly encouraging each other to do their best and, like, understand more? Is that where it comes? Because we always say, like, they're so competitive. They're so competitive. I like that. Like, what did it start as? And then it turned into, obviously, we talk about how it's, like, not always great in the present. Yeah. But what did it start as? I like that it really started as, like, a culture of, as it, it started as, like, that sort of encouragement and that sort of, like, you can do this. It, it was encouragement that that went too far because I yeah. think which is something that that is very real and it's, happens. It's of Twitter, like it's Twitter. It's, Twitter. it's it's retweeting and supporting and stuff like that. Well, it's it's a very and here's the thing: if we're pulling in Twitter and we're getting yeah, real with it, absolutely, it is a really really specific thing that happens on Twitter that is fun and positive until it turns kind of toxic. Yes. Um. And this is true of anyone that, like, makes stuff. Yes. Has had this happen to them. LOL, wouldn't it be great if I did this? Oh, boy. And it's 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 that encouraging voice of, like, oh, my God, you should totally do this. You'd be great at it. And then two more people jump in. Oh, my God, you have to do this. Oh, my okay. God, when are you going to do this? Oh, my God, why haven't you done this yet? Like, it is, it is that – that is where that culture of encouragement yes. and, like, joy and, like, support – that can turn into a competition of like, you got to do this. Like you could do more. Like you should be doing this right now. And if you don't, I will. And I'll, yeah. I'll do it better than you. Cause so it's, cause it's what I'm seeing is Dragonian culture initially when things were like, you know, just starting out, they're starting settlements in this region. By the way, I always see dragon as like both rainforests and like badlands of like, you know, yeah. Arizona. Volcan volcanic rock, sure. Yeah. And so um I imagine everyone being like a total team player of like we if we do it, like yes, settling our home is going to be hard. But if we do it, it's going to be great. Blah 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 blah. That idea of like you can do it. You can totally do this. And it's like, you know, and everybody does it as a group because Lumen is there to like kind of maybe hold their hand as well. Yeah. To be like, yeah, and here you are, you're all fucking stronger now. And it's well and it's it's the idea that like Lumina <laughs> is is there to be like look i i know like i see you and i know i see you and i know what you are truly capable of like she is an incredible like her power is to be incredibly supportive and to to make you your best self and yes. to say like i like like i can i can i can make you like i see what you can do i know what you can do i want you to be the best you can be so like she is someone that like i think she is someone that like and there's a big part of Dragonian culture of, like, it's just, like, going from house to house and, like, checking in on people. Absolutely. A lot of, like, you know, a lot of Good neighbor session. stuff. Good like, neighbor stuff. There's coaching know? sessions. There's, like, knocking on the door and saying, hey, do you need anything? There's people who go on errand runs. Like, yes. a lot of that stuff happens. Yeah. Because I think we do a lot. We've done a lot of stuff where we're, like, here's the bad parts of, like, Dragonian culture. Yes. But, like, there's definitely good parts as well of, like being the best you can be and like pushing yourself to be like your best self i think like we see we've looked at a lot of that through the lens of competition through the lens of achievement but like 
that would also apply to things like support and compassion and camaraderie. Like, mm-hmm. there are people that are like, I'm going to be the best friend that I can be. Like, I'm like, it's like, and it just sort of, they internalize it to the point where they're just that person that, like, when you need somebody to move, like, they're there in a truck in front of your apartment at five in the morning and you're like, oh, all right. And they're like, yeah, load up the truck. I have a pitch Go about it. why it got bad. Because we talk about, like, the farming community in Pure Ago, like, it used to be about growing food for a lot of people, and then it became a contest to become mayor, which is, like, yeah. never what Sprout Brussels and early Pure Ago intended. We like to talk about on the show, like, it used to be bad, but now it's great. Yeah, it, Dragon, used to be, it used to be good, then it got bad, and yes. then people came together to make it wonderful. Here's my pitch. Dragonian culture is all about, in the early days, lifting you up and being the best you can be, because when your leader is physically weak you know and strong in terms of like perspective and this magical vision that is not you know gene gray doesn't throw a punch and you go flying through the wall you know what i mean like that's this is a physically in a fantasy setting this is like a glass cannon type Mm -hmm. thing this is a cleric you know you don't have arthur who pulls out like magic swords and goes chopping through hundreds of things you don't have Haradris like throwing lightning protecting your culture you have this person who's like we're stronger as a unit you know, and I, you know, they can bring out your best qualities and make you more powerful so that you can, like, pull a rope, you know, if you're weak. And But the point is, it's a culture about being your best self, lifting each other up and, like, you know, helping each other. You know, mu- yep. similar. It's a lot similar to Moon Crescent. And I think that's kind of intentional, you know, in terms of how those two ended up coming together mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But it's all about, like, becoming your best self and being strong together as a community and checking in on each other because, you know, we're all got each other's back, blah, 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 blah. Why it fell apart is someone who, when the world was threatened, when, you know, when your lover, when your wife was literally killed by the strongest being in the world, you said... I need to get people to keep me safe in case this happens. I need Mm -hmm. to assemble a crew of knights to keep me safe. They all go to do this thing. We haven't figured out why yet. They all march in Iron Hill, you know, and fight. If some of those people didn't show up, the level of betrayal in that culture would be like, everything we learned was a lie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything is bullshit. Like, the fucking Flare Star died? All those knights that were supposed to be our heroes and our champions and keep the person who makes us our best self die? What? Th- fuck this. And then it's like, and it became like the worst part of encouragement where it's being like, well, if you're not going to help me out, I'm just going to do this myself and I'm going to take that. Like, wh- this is my idea. This is my, this is mine now. And we have to compete to see who's strongest because we have to take care of ourselves. It became this very fearful, like, you know, to, to find strength you have to look within and like you stick close to what you have, not like sharing. It became a mess, I think, mm-hmm. for a little bit after the Battle of Iron Hill, you know. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I think like kind of the presence of, you know, lore nerds, like the Tia Matt, Tia Matt presence and Amy would bring that together with being like, no, 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 that was all bullshit. It was all kind of bad to begin with. But so Luminid Dawn Spear, let's pull it back. What now? Back. What, do, what do you want to talk about? You know, what was early dragon like? Early dragon was... It's on the ground. Yeah. You know? It's like in volcanoes and forests and... I imagine weather is in constant, like, fluctuation. Like, yep. one day it's raining, one day it's hailing, one day it's like 100 degrees with humidity at like 80%. Like, this cool, weird part of the world. How I picture early dragon. Like, I picture a ton of very small communities 
that like on a day to day basis come together and they're like, here's what we're facing today. suddenly suddenly the rain like the rain is 200 degrees like it is raining steaming hot water what do we do like Mm. how do we like what do we do who can who can help us here and i picture which means and i picture like the role of lumina dawn spear here is just like walking from place to place i like this and so it's this idea of like communities of people who have been who came together the idea of a found family is like central to the idea of like early dragonian culture i like that this idea of like family the idea of like blood ties doesn't mean a whole lot what means a lot is the people that you have chosen to look out for and who will look out for you because you're in like a life and death you're in like life and death situations you're facing a series of incomprehensible challenges what matters is the people that you have surrounded yourself with to take care of each other yes it's such a weird concept that in, like, fantasy and in, like, you know, you just kind of wake up and you're a fully formed person, you know, in a fantasy world. And you're like, I guess we should all band together, you know? And it, it takes a leader, I think, in this situation to be like, y'all, this is rough out here. We need to stick together. We need to, I think, delegate, like, teams. Like, who likes doing weather? Who likes doing the building? And, like, kind of delegating jobs and, you know, like, is, is that, does that work? Kind of like that I, kind I, of leader? I, I don't even, I don't know that, so what I'm thinking is, like, I don't think Lumina Dawn Spear did that. Okay. I think that happened, but I don't know that she, like, played that role in it. I think, like, what happens is, like, that just sort of naturally occurs. Like, people come together and they're like, I need, like, I need somebody to, to build a house, like, a build a, time, a, a house for me. Like, they, they come together and they, like, you know, they form communities based on, like, okay, I can do this, you can do that, let's look out for each other. Like, let's take care of each other. And, like, so people have formed very tight-knit found family communities around, like, if the seven of us or the 200 of us or the 15 of us hang out together and stay together and take care of each other and look out for each other, we can survive. Like, we I can, dig it. We can, like, we can find a way to comfortably live in peace. It reminds me a lot of our cool dwarven thing where it's just like this sounds like guilds but like the earliest things of that where it's like you know we take care of each other here you know we all have jobs if, if this you want this to be your family like you know you can be a part of this team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not delegated. It's just like it like you said, it just started happening where like there was a need for stuff, people started doing that. And if you wanted to do that, you would start hanging out. If you wanted to make pottery, you would start hanging around with the potters. And the potters would be like, Welcome. This is like, oh, you know, this well, is what we do all day. And it's great. I almost I almost see it I almost see it as the opposite of that. Okay. Which is to say, like, if you want to make pots, you find people that are like you know, in need of water. Like, you find people, you find mm. the people that don't have, like, uh, it's sort of the opposite oh. of Geode, where, like, the potters, the people who make pots come together. It's like, I can make pots. I love making pots. You live by the water. I can make pots. Oh, you can I get what your you water. mean now. It took me a second. I yeah, get what you mean. It's this idea word. of, like, I can do this. Oh, you need this. You're smart. That's and good. That's and little this idea communities. Of like, yeah, like mini towns. Community. Like, each family is like its own little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's this idea of like, exactly. It's this idea of, I can do this. I'm good at this. I love doing this. And it's, but, and it kind of even extends to like, I love making tiny little tabletop role playing games. Okay. Well, our town, like, we've got, like, we, we, we happen to have several people that, that are very imaginative and looking for an outlet. Come on in. And you, and like, you know, I you, that's how it. like you have artists in residence, right? You have people that have skills, people that do things. 
they just come together and they find the people that need those skills. And Luminodon Spear's role in all of this. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not like stealing the the No, the... no, 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 no. I have a I have a cool thing about this. Keep going. Keep going. Cuz like what I want to say is I feel like what I picture going back to something you threw out. What I picture Lumina's role in all of this is straight up Gandalf, where it's, you know, rolling up on a cart or like wandering with a walking stick into a town and going like what are you facing? Like, what is your, what are you facing that you, you and your found family cannot solve? She, like, enters into the, like, she scans the planes. She goes from plane to plane to plane and goes, okay, I see what the problem is. I see what has happened here. And now I can, like, work with you to find, I, and she goes, I'll be back. And then she's gone for three weeks. She comes back and she's like, hi, I found this person. Like, this person was looking for, this person was, like, looking to they were looking for direction they were a young person like you know what i mean she yeah. she like enlists someone for an adventure she comes and she's like i need someone who can do this and somebody steps up and they're like i can do this she goes okay and she brings them to this community and she's like here's this person this is what they can do this is your problem this person can solve it i promise i love it i love this idea of small microcosms it gives me the idea of Sort of like a college dorm where there's all these different majors and if they're all friends living under the same roof, if they all had to accomplish tasks, everybody being an expert in all these fields could do amazing things. And it would lead to then this culture that we've developed late, like earlier, of apartment complexes and people in these communities being good neighbors. And it comes from this idea of making little pods where everyone takes care of each other. And, you know, it's this little, like, found family thing where everyone's skills and everyone's abilities and everyone's wants and needs are taken care of in your little microcosm. And there's several of them. And I imagine, like, these homes, if you imagine, like, Sim City style, like, the little house turns into the bigger house and then it turns into, like, that's how these skyscrapers started, where it's kind of like layers and layers of these found families all blending in with each other, living under the same roof, essentially. Yeah. And... Long ago, the initial homes, the initial found families, is there were there was seventeen of them, and yep. the eighteenth one was Lumina, and that was it. like, and they were called the seventeen hands because it was like you know when they all make a ring together, we all are together, we're all safe, and if any of those links break, you know, we can't, we can't allow that to happen. We have to stay united. Yeah, and it's always been this. That's kind of what made you know the Knights of Dragon broke. The hands broke apart and kind of the culture fell apart. I love that. It was cool. It's t- every. It's the weakest link. It's the chain is the weakest link thing. You yeah. know, it's and it's a bummer that it had to go off that way. But, you know, I really like this Gandalf character who's kind of just trying to keep people together, you know, yeah. and, you know, met an elf and made humans. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Like, I think like it, it's this idea of. Yeah. And I love that it's it's this this idea of like we all got to stick together. The fuck do you mean we didn't all stick together? Yes. Yeah. It, it, and, and it introduces this, it like, it, it amplifies this anxiety of like, what if we don't all stick together? Because like, that's a scary thing. Yes. That idea of like, well, we all got to stick together. If we don't all stick together, things could go really badly. And then people don't, didn't stick together. And they had perfectly valid, good reasons for it. They were honestly, a lot of them were probably the right reasons, but they didn't stick together and bad stuff happened. And I imagine... It's sort of like I, I'm getting a better understanding now of why Lumina Dawnspear and Nymphaea Lacus became like a thing, because I see Lumina Dawnspear now as kind of like this optimistic, you mm-hmm. know, like 
fun character of like, you know, if we all can do this, we all can stay together, knowing that that is a fragile blade to like walk the edge of. And, you know, Nymphaea Lacus is like, what are you talking about? Like, it's Mm -hmm. hard out there. And, you know, and that level of understanding that Lumina would have for her and Nymphaea, you know, being like, you know, I, I God, I wish I was that optimistic about this crap situation that the elves are kind of rocking in. It kind of makes a lot of sense why, like, humans, us being like, for me, I always see people as being like beings of infinite possibilities, you know, and, you know, all, all sorts of fun things would come out of that union of, you know, light and prisms. Yeah, I like it. Um, I fucking love this. This is cool. I like Gandalf and I like I like optimistic, fun, fun Gandalf mom. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Do you want to roll on tables? Yeah, and then we'll wrap this no, shit up. No, I don't. You know, that's okay. All right, so the tables we're going to be rolling on this week, um, I'm not 100%. I figure we're kind of just going to see how it goes. Yeah. These is the, this is the well-traveled background for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition from dndwiki.com. Yeah, it's, it feels like well-rounded, well-versed, because if you've seen, if you're a plane walker, Jeff, you're pretty fucking well-traveled. And, and also, like, the idea that she's like Gandalf, right? It's that she, she wanders from town to town. Yes, this is probably someone who, like, visited other places like you know yeah. besides dragon when like the world i mean was she still... fell in, she fell in love with an l like she fell That's in love true. with someone like across the world truth yeah so give me a d8 for personality trait i think this is a d8 oh and i dropped it six reminds me of that one time in she's got great stories <laughs> oh my god does it great he, stories do, like you know how gandalf is cryptic Yes. is not at all we'll be like oh no. so there's this fucking place like over over shares yes <laughs> dragon is like one of the only places like everyone sees him as this like scientific super city and wow they're so smart blah blah not lumino is just like yo so there's this place called the shadow realm do not fuck with it it's called like, the, it. the nightmare space if you're ever tempted y'all be fucking careful there's this place called the magic place <laughs> So, 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 I gotta tell you, I got, she's just like kicked out somebody's door. Hey, listen, there's a meadow. People that go there, they know their time and day to their death. Wild. I popped into the magic space. Wild. Leyline energy everywhere. Anyway, you build stuff. Can you build something for me? Cause like, I need to figure out a way to stop this meadow from telling people the date and time of their death. If we goof, if it, if it doesn't work, we might just tell everyone in the planet the uh, the date of time of their death. Like that's a risk that that might be there. I'm not I'm not going to mince words. That's a possibility, but I just need to know, can you build something for that or no? Cool. I'm going to head out. I'm going to check next door. The, there is a question that often gets asked where it's like, do people in fantasy know about the ley lines? And I think in Dragon, it's kind of like this myth because way back in the day, the person Lumina Dawnspear used to be like, oh, yeah, there's fucking five beings of energy and they give us magic. It's dope. Like, they're all sleeping right now. They're like in this weird, for- like, nose. <laughs> <laughs> and so for Dragonian people, I think ley lines are like, it's been, telephone has been played. But I think there is an idea and understanding of ley line energy in Dragonian culture because Lumina just said everything. <laughs> all right, Aaron, give me a D4. For what? an ideal, what? I know, I oh, know. Oh God, the fucking. But ah. also know that three of these options are very good. Okay. One of them is very funny. I. It's the little pyramid. Oh, I I legit have one. I've lost so many <laughs> dice. All right, D four go. Four, four, four is I like four. Okay, four is very good. Four is party animal. There's always a party going on somewhere in the world. I fucking love okay so it's work hard play hard 
it's the other half of like the perspective, right? It's there are problems in the world. There are undeniably things in the world that are bad. But there is some of the greatest shit on this planet yes. that is out there. That's amazing. That perspective of life and shadow and but you would also you would know about the darkest threats in the nightmare space about demons and that's what makes you celebrate life. Yeah, and it makes it, it gives that energy of like there's problems. There's bad stuff. Like there's bad stuff in the world. So let's celebrate the light even harder. Yes. Let's fucking party. Yes, like every day after work is done, Lumina Dawnspear like you know, I think is like everyone meet in the middle of town and like I think empowers all of them like with a little bit of like uh, cleric energy. So everyone like feels really good, feels really you may be tired from working all day, but it's like, nope, everybody feels great. Everybody is so much stronger now. Oh, my God, this is great. And let's rage. Music's playing all that shit. What instrument does Lumina play even just for fun? Is it the jug? It is. <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> The band's fucking ripping. I want to say Dragonian music fucking shreds. Oh, we already said fucking EDM, man. Dragon yeah. music has been around. Like, dragon music. Music of dragon Plus has been jugs. fucking lit forever. And it's Plus it started jugs. out it's just jugs. Jugs. <laughs> just jugs. <laughs> Nothing but, like, but like 40-part <laughs> band jam <laughs> sessions. <laughs> and when it's, like, in Dragon in the early days, that was a fucking... That was the sound of a rager. Oh, Early Dragonian, early Dragonian bluegrass is like the hottest shit on the planet. <laughs> Imagine a cranky neighbor being like, "The fucking neighbor's kids playing that goddamn instrument again. It's keeping me awake." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Eric, give me a D six for a bomb. So I am rolling on the pizza toppings D six that I made for myself. Okay, I'm listening. And I know I I bought it with Mega Dornbrock at Metatopia last year, and uh, it's ingredient. It's to decide what you're ordering for dinner. And it's six-sided dice, and I wrote numbers on them. So this yeah. is... Oh, no. This is pizza toppings. This is pizza, I've rolled this yeah, one Yeah, pizza before. toppings. What are we going to get on our pizza today? Extra cheese, a five. This will make quite the story later. Okay. I have a, I have a pitch. Yeah. His, we mentioned historian. This mm-hmm. is someone who... There is somewhere in Dragon, or maybe it's gone, everything that, that, that Lumina has seen and knows is written the fuck down. And so it's like, this information might be really important one day you know this could change everything like people need to you know she's all about being like people need to know this shit so i think somewhere whether it's scattered notes whether it's word of mouth maybe it was just word of mouth of like these stories about the nightmare space the shadow realm demons and stuff like y'all need to know and like by golly we're gonna have story time every day and like we said competitive storytelling is a thing in dragon jeff mm-hmm. oral tradition is everything there where it's like, you have to tell these stories, and everyone would have to stand up, and like maybe one person a night would be like, spin a yarn, what did you do today? Tell me about your day. And eventually, like we said, that when that dissolves, when that encouragement of like, tell us your story, who are you, what do you love, and everybody claps and cheers, that would of course turn into competitive story weaving, yarn spinning, because you know once the hands broke, it just became yeah. like, well, fuck you, my story's better. But it started out as like, you know, this is going to make a great story one day, that was everything, yep. like... Lumen is out in a field and finds like an interesting beetle and is like, oh, I can't wait to tell the town. Oh, I'm going to tell some people I saw a weird beetle today. Oh, oh my God. I can't fuck. He's going to make a really great story. All of Lumina's stories are the same weight. <laughs> All of Lumina's stories have the same weight and energy. Like, I saw a weird beetle has the same energy of like, there is another dimension. 
And she's like, yo, I saw a weird beetle today. Fuck. It, oh, like, you ever see an emerald? Imagine an emerald times 10, you know? And, like, it's shell glowed. Like, this amazing, crazy <laughs> it's story. It's just like a green beetle. <laughs> it's just a fucking green bug. <laughs> very easily excited. Very fun. Yeah. Because, once again, this also is the optimist that at the end of the day sits down and is like, oh, God. Like, the pressure of keeping this chain. You know what I mean? Because dragons are fragile culture. Like, we have learned that. This chain being broken... You know, I think was a real fear of theirs. So it's like they played that part. And it kind of makes... I, I love the Five Jewel Crown being sad all the mm-hmm. time. Where they all had roles to play in order to keep these early, delicate cultures running. Like Nymphaea Lachis cracked under pressure of keeping everything going. Lumina Dawnspear, you know, took a big risk by having these fucking, you know, heroes challenge Arthur. You know, Arthur was this, like, jolly, jovial, I'll handle it, I'll handle it, fucking mess. You know, mm-hmm. it's lit. I like it. And, you know, I imagine her at the end of the day being like, oh, I'm going to, I'll tell the story that I'll, I'll, like, sometimes they were made up, maybe, just to be like, I know people really like when I see every, a, At the end of every story, she went, do you think that one really happened? Oh, this time we got you. God. <laughs> fact or f- played fact or fiction. You ever wondered? That's, that's kind of how everyone would get ready. Everyone would, like, pound the <laughs> tables, like, brrr. And then she would walk in like into the fire. Do you remember and be like, the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> I am obsessed with this character because before it was like this mythical figure that Aaron and Jeff have never talked about. Now it's like fun mom. I'm gonna keep this family rolling. What's the right? What's the right tip? <laughs> you ever notice how many restaurants are theme based these days? You ever? You ever see that? You ever see that? Competitive storytelling would totally blossom from this. <laughs> anyway, I got a story to tell you. You think that would really happen? It did. Everyone goes, <gasps> Fact. no way. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right, Aaron, give me a D6 for a flaw. All and right. I know that four is extremely funny. Okay. Dinosaur D6. Go. Jeff, I rolled a motherfucking four. I don't know what this dinosaur is, but it's like a it's got spikes on its back. <laughs> Just an awful friend. <laughs> Just a bad friend. <laughs> Doesn't return like gardening tools and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, oh, did you borrow that? Is wearing a shirt that they. <laughs> like, didn't I loan you that shirt three years ago? I thought I lost it. Oh, this one? No, no, no. I bought this one. This is this shirt's mine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's mine. I don't know. All right, Aaron, you want, let's roll on a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, can I have a palate cleanser? <laughs> just because. Just a. I mean, I got just just a bad friend. He forgets to call and text. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, it was your birthday. Crap. Oh, dang. Shit. That was like three months ago. I'm sorry. Ah, dang it. Darn, 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 darn. Dang, dang. <laughs> you get a text at the last second that's like, actually, I'm not going to make it. I'm already at the restaurant. At the six restaurant. o'clock. You said Lumina, six. Lumina, come on. Well, come on. Little inconsiderate. <laughs> Little inconsiderate. <laughs> Nobody's I mean, yes. perfect. Leave all of this in because it's extremely funny. Also, like, is the, and, and Aaron, I'm putting myself on blast here. Does the thing where you have to text them, like, have you left yet? <laughs> have you left the house yet? Yes. Where are you? On the way. Where? What, do you, or what, route, are you, what route are you on? I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> yeah, fucker. <laughs> Let me know if, be honest, if, if you left the house, no. Vote when Lumina arrives, fucking rager. <laughs> rager. Fucking rager. All right, give me a D6 for a flaw on, uh, on Joss Hex Chosen's, uh, supplemental character generation tool. I have, uh, vegetable toppings to add on a pizza. 
All right, so we've already got extra cheese. And we have mushroom. That's a one. All right, I can get down with an extra cheese mushroom pizza. It'd be fucking incredible. One heavy sleeper. Okay, so I have a pitch for this. I've been waiting right. to fucking talk about this in Dragonian culture. I wrote this like fucking three years ago. Dragons love dreaming. They love okay. to daydream, to drift. I always think of stargazing as a thing for them because, like, Luminous is the flare star. It's like, you know, eventually they're in the sky. They're closer to astral bodies. There I mean, a- one of the most famous dragons literally formed a dream connection with a robot and pulled them through the dimensional gate. So, yes. Yes. It's always been like, you know, napping is encouraged. Like, people sleeping in parks and taking naps and chilling. Sleep is something incredibly valuable. And that means relaxation, meditation, and, like, downtime is everything. I love it. That's great. Fuck. I'm sorry. I got really distracted. I saw the phrase, just an awful friend again, and it just... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 can I, uh... Hey, do you have money for pizza? I left my wallet at home. You left your wallet at home the last three times. Does the pat of the sides of the jeans. Oh, jeez. Oh, I had enough money for everyone to enjoy pizza. I was going to cover it. Dang it. Next time. Shows up, says, don't worry, everybody. I've got pizza. It's on me. And then shows up with pizza dough. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, where's where's the pizza? I'm going to make it. (laughs) Is that a wrap, Jeff? I believe that is a wrap. Dang. Oh, I had a quick note. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of things that I want to, uh, a really specific, really silly thing that I want to throw out. Okay. Lumina loves giving gifts. Not I always the most, Not always the most thoughtful gifts, because she's a bad friend. Of course. <laughs> um, but she gave someone a gift one time. She was like, hey, look, you love to cook, right? He love cooking. Uh, the, one of the few times she gave someone a really great gift, she gave them a cast iron pot. Oh. They were loved, they loved cooking. And, like, the way that things are magic, right? The way we talk about magic is, like, sometimes if you put care into something, that doesn't just apply to making it. Sometimes that applies to, like, putting the care into finding the perfect gift for someone. Uh, So she gives someone this cast iron pot. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And, like, her joy of life, her love, her, her energy, and her love of parties just like radiated through that cast iron pot and it was handed down for generations and generations you know cast iron pots are incredibly powerful and like people who ate from this cast iron pot they just felt their bellies were warm and their hearts were full until one day a witch got a hold of it and used it to create a potion and then that cast iron pot came to life and then aaron do you know what time it is y'all ready for this it's It's time for badgers (laughs) fucking jeremiah noodleman god damn it Ah, well. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Do you believe that the end of the story actually happened, I do, I listener? Do, I do. Well, it did. <laughs> well, it's a fact. Well, Aaron, it's not. We made that one up. That's oh, thank fiction. You. Thank God. That's, that is not canon, Jeff. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Sparklefish, for your amazing prompt. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own for a little podcast that could, and like, why not? They can be as simple as like three words. Think of them as like, what's a great start to a story? Uh, yeah. There are a lot of ways that you can send them to us, uh, Jeff. Do you know? Do you know what makes some great? You know what makes great prompts? What? Just an interesting question. Like if you just want to tweet at us, like, oh, true. You ever like to go wandering under the clear moonlight? You call a plumber lately? <laughs> Fuck you. You got your hearing tested lately? <laughs> See, these wouldn't be bad prompts actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. Mm-hmm. You can post them to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash All My Fantasy Children. You can email them to us at facebook doc, or at at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to bit.ly slash amfc discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. 
Booyah. Uh, while you're on the internet, I suggest visiting Jeff's other podcast because it's very good and it's very informative. And if you want to be a tabletop gamer, if you want to, I want to do like a Game Pro commercial back in the day. That <laughs> magazine was like, if you want to be the best gamer you can be, fly, fire. And it's like, if you want to cut above the edge, you want to learn all the tips and tricks, you got to listen to Party of One podcast. That's right. Party of One is an actual play <laughs> podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Uh, every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom! Um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is home to a myriad of fantastical whimsy. Shows like Sister Mastery, The Broadswords, uh, Neo Scum, and Skyjack's Courier's Call, which is being kickstarted right now to fund our new season. If you want to hear me continue to try to learn a game, you know where to throw your money, because I won't. I won't learn. Look, I've been trying for I've been trying for fifteen years. The can't do it, won't. won't do it. I can't, I can't, I'm not good at it, but fate dice are easy. Um anyway, yeah, go check that out. It's great. A lot of great content. We're great, we're glad to be on a part of that network. Verbal hug this week. There's bad stuff in the world, Aaron. Like, there's bad stuff what? in the world. No. And like it's like there it's it's hard and there's there's sadness and there's there's bad things out there. Like there are undeniably problems and the world like there are times when the world is not good, but the thing is that means that it is even more important to treasure the things that are good and that bring you light and to support the people around you who can help you solve or at least find comfort or at least help you navigate some of those problems and you know it's also just important to it is important to be light and be merry and be happy and joyful not ignoring those problems in the world but because like be in spite of those problems does that you know what i mean like yeah absolutely the presence of the presence of those problems makes it even more important to be happy because there are problems in the world like like we have to hold on to the joy and the happiness and the love and the support and the kindness and the generosity and the laughter and the silly jokes that we have specifically because there are things in the world that are not that damn right and if you want to stand against the darkness and be a part of the light don't forget that that weight can be a lot on your shoulders Mm -hmm. and it's okay to share the load with others who are willing to bear it and accept the load of others and carry it on and you know like be be like sam wise i guess you know it sucks but i got you i can help you i'll I'll help you carry the load that's what we all have to do we all have to carry each other's loads and hope that some of our load is carried at times there there's times where you will be able to carry the world on your shoulders there's times when you won't be able to and that's what we're all doing together high tide low tide baby that's right um and with that that's all we do on this show that's right so until next time good night and good game Special delivery from the Paraloon herself. 
Nymphaea, for the hundredth time, if you sleep over, you do not have to send me a daily letter. Do you want me to go away? Lumina, please be nice to the spectral catfish. Plus, I designed the voice just for you. (laughs) I can see I'm not wanted here. No, no, stay. Please read the letter. Oh, Paraloon, what exactly do I need to hear today? Have you ever gone mountain biking? Oh, I hate you. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. What do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, thank you, fish. That will be all. You can go now. Okay. Goodbye, Paraloon. Goodbye, catfish. Oh, Madam Lumina, one last thing for you. In this world or the next, I will always love you. (laughs) Thank you, catfish. I love you, too.